No, but my point is, you're you're saying you're saying O'Kyrie's oh, defense. Okay, cool. Hey, Kyrie, play better defense. We're gonna we're gonna be undefeated now that you're playing better defense. The team sucks on defense. It's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not just a one person thing. We don't play defense. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys are having a great one. I am the unforgettable one himself. Charles is always daydreaming. And we are two guys that love the Nets. That's why we have this thing called Nets propaganda. And it is snowing outside. And it's appropriate. It's a blizzard outside, really. And it's appropriate because our Nets, as much as we love them, they have been a blizzard on offense. But unfortunately, they've been letting people dump loads and loads of snow on them on defense as well. So we need to talk about this because some some Nets fans don't think it's going to be a problem. Others do. We need to discuss all of this. And we haven't really talked since the dream. Uh, you know, we've talked during the James Harden trade, but this is the first time we're talking with a sample size. Right. With a sample size, seeing them play together, seeing what works, what doesn't work. So we got to get into all that. So, so go ahead. Charles. Out of the two of us, I'm obviously the more positive one as of this moment, which is ironic, but go which, ahead. Is, which is ironic for the year or so, two years we've been doing podcasts together. Going into last night's game, last night was a game versus the Wizards, which we lost during the everlasting final two minutes, you know, foul shot city type of situation. I turned it off. I had the Royal Rumble on. I thought we won. We didn't win because of a missed open layup by TLC and a prayer by Russell Westbrook. And now, just like every game since the last time we brought you Nets propaganda, there's an overreaction and the sky is falling. Going into last night's game, the, last, the, the previous 10 games, we were eight and two, eight and two. To Brett's point, the offense has not been a problem. The first game back, Kyrie looked like it was his first game back. And even with that being said, he went like seven for eight in the first half of the first quarter. And pretty much the big three of the Nets are averaging 20 points each, if not more. J- James Harden pretty much is averaging a triple-double as a net. Kevin Durant is a fucking MVP caliber player for the Nets. Kyrie has done everything all of his haters said they wanted him to do short of becoming Patrick Beverly on defense. The problem with the Nets as of this recording, the first day of February 2021. Happy Black History Month, everybody. (laughs) We are sitting here and everyone is saying defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. And right now, if the Nets were to win the title as currently constructed, they have the best offense of all time and the worst defense of all time. And... I think a lot of the blame has to go on Kai because the point guards have been doing work these last 10 games, even though we've been winning. I think a lot of the blame has to go on Steve Nash because he's the damn coach. But at the same time, I am not hitting the panic button yet. We've been playing like Brett keeps saying we have to play perfect offense, perfect offense, perfect offense. Well, if this is the, the, you know, the, the rough patch of the season, like where our team's trying to gel and our offense has been this good, how good health permitting are we going to become the postseason? The defense needs to improve. I am not here to you know be delusional and argue that it doesn't. I'm just saying from what I've seen over the last 11 games, eight and three, I don't, I'm not hitting the panic button. I don't think we're a first round exit. I don't think we're a second round exit right now. We're number two in the East. 
we're above the Bucks. So, you know, I, I really think, the, like, I'm going to keep repeating it all season. Last year, the, the theme was defensive rebounds. I'm going to switch it up this year, and these are good problems to have because if we have the best offense in the league, we still got a shot at the title. I know the defense needs to get better, but, you know, there are exceptions to the rule in every sports case. I'm hoping, we're, you know, we're big three Miami and not the 2001 or whatever Seattle Mariners where we have the greatest regular season of all time, and then we just fail terribly in the postseason. But that's just me. Oh, well, one, you said something that's very interesting. Why is Ky- why does Kyrie need to get blamed? And and take my bias out, I'm, I'm simply asking. Oh, me? Um, because just the point guard play, like in the in Cleveland, right, when uh, what's-his-face was just going off, Sexton was just going off. A lot of it is a optical thing because the point guards have been scoring. He needs to stop the point guards. A lot of uh, switches on rotations he's laid on. Little defensive things he can just improve. I don't think it's this. You know, he's not the turnstile. He doesn't have the shacked in a fool highlights Harden had a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? But that's where I put it on defensively. As far as offense goes. Well, well you know, he doesn't guard those point guards, right? <laughs> that's what I said on the switches, too. Sometimes he's late. Okay, okay. okay yeah. and, and, and I'm not even saying anything that he hasn't acknowledged literally on the court right after. You know, he, he throws up the hand like, hey, that was on me. So that's what I mean. Oh, well, yeah. And, and, and he admitted and, and – and, uh, as of this recording, like as you mentioned, we just lost to the Washington Wizards last night for the second time this year, by the way. Um, and he admitted he couldn't guard a stick last night. So, okay, I got you. I just wanted to, I just wanted to, but all right, I guess my thing is defensively, here's why I say I'm not going to blame Kyrie because, again, nobody's playing defense. If it was just a Kyrie thing, then yeah. But if it was just a Kyrie thing, we'd be undefeated this year. Nobody is playing defense on this team. Oh no, word up, word up. But I'm I'm just pointing out a person on the nets that has gotten plenty of criticism and that as of this recording has acknowledged said criticism on the court. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is the gotcha. defensive side. And and I'm just going off of what I've seen personally. Like, has there been team defensive failures? Of course. But as far as pointing the one person that people want us, me and you, to criticize, it, it's just the op, you know, it's the low-hanging fruit, let's be honest. Kyrie said it yesterday or last night or whenever about he couldn't guard a stick. So I just feel like okay, that no, that's, 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 that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. And, and honestly, I think it's more Steve Nash uh, here. I'm going to call my shot. I, I, you know, I don't know how naturally this conversation is going to go. I don't know if we're going to go here. If I don't bring it up, I, as of last night was starting to think to myself seriously that by the time we're in the postseason, Dan Tony could be our coach. I don't know if we keep losing games like this, if Steve Nash is going to be around come postseason. Mm. Steve Nash definitely looks like somebody who is a first time ever head coach. Yes. That's saying it very nicely. Very nicely. And we, me and you had a huge argument about that. I don't, I don't know if we did it on the pod or not, but we had a huge. <laughs> I don't remember some, some of our arguments were like, did we record that one? Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you guys would be missing out on. We should basically just record every, every phone conversation we have from now on. But um, we had a big argument about that because even though I don't agree with Stephen A a lot, I did agree with Stephen A about the fact that Stephen Nash's hiring was white privilege because not too many uh, black coaches would have gotten that opportunity to coach this team by an organization that they never played for have no have no connections to basically 
Um, and you kept bringing up Jason Kidd. I said, yeah, but Jason Kidd was different because he was a, he's the next greatest player of all time. Yes, and we did record that. And let me follow that up because I was defending it, saying it wasn't that. It was similar to Jason Kidd and yada, yada, yada. Now, let me say, after a sample size, we have enough games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is looking more and more, I don't want to say white privilege because, it, once again, it's Steve Nash. It's not like a random point guard. You know what I mean? So, like, there's right. a level of legendary it. to this. Right. So, I'm going to take that away. And it's, it's like off-white nepotism. You know what I mean? Like it, it's that, it, it, it's that it's Steve Nash. He had he, he had the you know the, the offense with the Suns. Yada yada yada. So, and that's why he got it. Because as of as of his career as a head coach so far, I'm not seeing it. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be a head coach ever, but I'm not seeing how he was the most qualified candidate for this team. Exactly, and that was the key for this team. Because I'm not gonna lie to you. What's he doing that Kenny Atkinson wasn't doing that we, you know what I mean? And, and you know me, I was very critical of Kenny Atkinson. And yet I'm seeing some of the same things, not calling timeouts when he needs to, not making rotations, you know, uh, the appropriate subs when he needs to, not making the critical adjustments when he needs to, um, especially on the defensive end. So he's not doing his job. Literally everything you just said is what the coach is there to do. Right. And, 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 I've given and I, and the funny thing is I've given Steve Nash a pass because at the end of the day, I know he's a first year head coach, so I'm not even being critical of him because these are learning moments and it is only February first as of this recording, so I'm hoping he gets better over time with that. So the, that's the ironic thing about it. I and honestly, I didn't have a problem with the Steve Nash hire. I just said that is white privilege. So my thing is I ironically I've looked at Steve Nash the least amount of times because at the end of the day one of the reasons why Steve Nash was hired was to let the players play you know what I mean let's be let's just be real he was a player's coach the players wanted him because he was going to let them rock okay cool so you know what I'm because of that I'm not going to look at Steve Nash in a critical eye because he was brought in to let y'all rock so he's letting y'all rock so now I'm looking at the play on the court and I'm saying, okay, players, this is all on you now. Cause don't, don't look at the coach for help because that's not why he was brought in. That's just the reality of the situation. We, you didn't bring in somebody who was going to be the difference between winning and losing. You brought in somebody who's going to let y'all rock. He's letting y'all rock. So now I'm going to put the blame on y'all. So now let's look on the court. And not for nothing. If we, if we would have just finished the game last night and, and, and ironically say TLC makes the layup, or, or, you know, there's a better pass by Joe Harris, whatever your one moment that led to the prayer at the end and that cost us the game. Mm-hmm. We're looking at a 9-2 and two team in the last 11 games and not an 8-3 and three team. Either way, those are better records than most Nets fans have been used to the last decade. Mm-hmm. So what but is the real know, problem but, here? But you, but, you know, but you know me, it, even if TLC made that layup, because let's just put it at that because that's one of those like, bro, you got to make that. Um I would still be sitting here on this pod today saying the exact same things I'm going to say, because at the end of the day, you cannot give up 149 points. No, you're right. You are right about that. You would be saying the same things. I'm just pointing out that offensively speaking, the team has been on point and you are not saying otherwise. I'm not saying otherwise. They're all like, it's ridiculous how well they're working on offense. So now it has to go to Steve Nash. It has to go to somebody that, why is the defense still playing like it's a pickup game? Now we're hitting the point. In the next 10 games, we have but to here, see a but, change. But here's what but here's what I'm saying, though. 
you can't put it on Steve Nash because that's not why he was brought in. First of all, he's not a defensive guy. He he wasn't even a defensive player. So for us to think, oh, Steve Nash has to figure out this defense, no. And who's his lead assistant guy? Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni, his his nickname is always Mike Antoni, no D. He doesn't focus on defense. So this team was always going to have a problem on defense. And like I told you before, the reason why I did not want to make that trade and by the way, even my dad yesterday, I watched the game with him yesterday. Even he, even he said, man, James Harden is way better than I thought he was going to be. And I said, yeah, no, I, again, this is not, this is zero uh, uh, problem with James Harden. Like, I just want to make that very, very, very clear. I have no problem with James Harden, the player, James Harden, the person. I have no problem with having James Harden on my team. The problem I had was, we had a great offense before and our defense was a problem before, but, and because we had to trade everything that we had to trade away, including our two best defenders um, and, and uh, more importantly, our future to get James Harden. The problem is as good as James Harden was, he was not helping us in a way that I thought was going to be conducive of winning championships because yes, we have a, a historic offense. Great. We had a we had a, a really good offense before. So it's like it, you could only get that so much better. But now we have since the James Harden trade, we have by far the worst defense in the league. And it's on pace to be the worst defense ever. And you cannot win championships like that because as we saw last night, as we saw last night, and people are going to say, well, James Harden didn't play. Yeah, but Joe Harris dropped 30. So, like, uh, come on. like Joe Harris had a career high last night. Right. So, you basically had James Harden on the floor last night. And, and Kyrie had eight assists. So, you you can make the argument that it wouldn't have mattered if James Harden was on the floor. No, we should have won that game. That's the most annoying part. Like, forget the 149 points, right? We should have won that game in the final minute. It, so it's just no, but, annoying but, but, but see, but, situationally. But Charles, that's the that's the problem. That's a dangerous thing to say. Forget the one forty nine. At the end of the day, you cannot forget the one forty nine because you shouldn't. Have, it shouldn't have came down to that. You score one forty six. Our starters shouldn't be even in a game. The backup. You know, we should be seeing cheese. We should be uh, rooting for cheese to get some garbage time points and Tyler Johnson and some of these other guys and and and, uh, and Perry to get to get some more development time. You know what I'm saying? That that's the point. So you can't say forget the 149. No, that's the problem. That, that's not fair to Joe Harris that that he has to live with that bad pass. That's not fair to TLC that he has to live with that missed layup because it should have never came down to that. And that's the point. If you give up all these points every single night, even the night before to OKC, we scored 145 that night. They still scored 120. And even though it was a blowout, that game that game was unsettling because it's like, man, is there are we gonna have a game where somebody doesn't score 115 plus? Like, can we not stop anybody? Well, yeah, that, but didn't, didn't we beat the I'm not even trying to be funny here? Wasn't it beat, the Cavs game we won and, and we won like 80? No, no, well, no, we lost we lost both the Cavs games. Wait, we, what was the what was the recent game where it, we scored it was, 100? It was the heat. second game with the Heat. Oh, it was the second game of the Heat. It was All the right. second game with the Heat, but again, that was when you know, that's when it was their third game in four nights and it was on the road and none, nobody played. And even then 
they had a historic well not historic but they had a great offensive output in the first game they just didn't have enough energy the second game to replicate that so great we have one game where but we, you're overlooking the positive there too is that we are beating teams we're supposed to beat and and we're we're, we're competing with the well, oh no we're not we lost the, the, the Cavs twice we lost to the Hornets when they didn't have a winner all year. We Hold lost on. to we, the, Memphis the, the, when they the didn't have a winner. The two Cavs losses are the only losses going into the game last night. We beat the Bucks. We beat the Heat. We beat the Sixers. We beat the, the team. Wait, 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 wait. But, Charles, again, we barely beat the, the Bucks. If Middleton's shot goes in, that's a loss. Okay, but that's so, so for our team, it's, 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 if this happened, it's a loss, so it's a negative. But so if we're so bad, these teams should be running over us. They're not. Well, no, because we're not. They're not going to run over us. Because again, we have a great offense. We're going exactly. To... We have an all-time offense. And but, we Char- need... but Charles, Charles, come on, man. You're not. You're 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 being way too Nets fan right here. You're not being realistic. The goal is not to win a bunch of regular season games. We're going to win a bunch of regular season games. The goal is to win a championship. And as I keep trying to explain to people, once the playoffs start, when you play better teams, when you play teams that play better defense and once the playoffs are will lock in even better defensively, they'll be able to at least slow us down enough. And if we can't get stops, do not be surprised if we don't get out the second round. We'll we'll probably blitz through the first round because we'll 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 probably finish with the best record in the East. I I, I know that, and we'll probably play a team that also can't, doesn't play defense and is also probably not that good. So we can we might sweep them just off the strength of outscoring them. But in the second round, when you play a Miami or a Boston or a Milwaukee or a Philly, that's gonna that's gonna be the real test because they those teams are not only are they good but they play defense and they have size and they have pieces that can at least slow us down they're not going to stop us but they're not going to stop us but as you saw last night and as I keep saying when you can't play defense you have to play perfect on offense to win and last night you know what else we did we turned the ball over 17 times. And by the way, Washington only turned it over seven times. Well, again, because we don't play great defense, so we're not going to get turnovers. We're not going to get stops. So on offense, that means you can't turn the ball over. That means you can't have a bad shooting night. Your margin for error is literally zero. I, I think I showed you the stat where since James Harden, uh, we're averaging 120, basically 123 points a game, but we're giving up 120 a game. So that's literally a three-point difference. So that's the point. That's one turnover. That's one missed shot. Your margin for error between a win or a loss is literally zero. Like, that's that you cannot win a championship like that because you're going to be playing teams that can slow you down. They're not going to be able to stop us, but they can slow us down enough where if we can't stop them, we're going to lose. Like, it's just that simple. And, and, And I'm saying this as a Nets fan. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping, like you said, I'm hoping we're that team that just bucks the trend. But there's a reason why that's never really happened, because you have to be able to get stops in order to win, especially in basketball. If it was football, I I would feel a little bit more comfortable. Because it's like, though, if we get hot and and we just outscore cats, we just got to win four games and win the the Super Bowl. This is basketball. You got to win four times just to get to the next round. Then you got to win another four times. Like, that's it's hard. That's I agree hard. it's hard. I'm just saying this is the beginning. And if this is the beginning, you would take your steps. That three-point difference. Yeah, we have to play perfect ball. If this is the worst we play offensively, that means that we have a higher ceiling 
no, but that's season. One of, well, first of all, that's that's again, I feel that's unrealistic. We're we're not going to be this hot all year. Like that's again, that's really hard, bro. You're you're asking them to basically score one forty a night, and 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 as we've shown, even if we score one forty a night, that doesn't guarantee we're going to win. No, I get that part too. We have to get better on defense. But and, it, and it, I don't it, think it's man, ridiculous to act like we don't have the talent that we have. We have a, close to our Olympic team right now. Yeah, but 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 talent doesn't uh, talent. Talent is, wins titles in the NBA. The, talent and talent and defense. Yeah, wins. talent and defense. Guess what? If if LeBron isn't on the Lakers, they don't win a chip. Period. I, I, again, I get. I'm not arguing that. I'm, so so the, the the defense wins championships. That works for football. In basketball, there ain't been an that NBA also, team. That, that hold, on, also hold on, hold on. There hasn't been an NBA team. Period. In our life, that won an NBA title without two superstars at least that's not true the pistons Pistons did not have two superstars yeah they did they did not have two super superstars they did not have two superstars chauncey billups was chauncey Billups, and who's the second superstar you you, your your point was ben wallace he was not a superstar okay ben wallace was a superstar he was not a superstar matter of fact i wouldn't even argue so wait wait, you're saying you're so you so so you're 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 gonna bring up the literal exception to the rule to, to, to argue against me, me saying we could be the exception to the no, rule. No, 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 no. But his, his, no, because they weren't the exception to the rule because they had a, they had the best defense in the league per the per the history of the NBA. Because you keep saying that's a football thing. It's not a football thing. In the history of the league, you have to have a top 10 defense to win a title. That has the only team to be exception to that rule was the 2016 Cavs. But even they were 15th. So they weren't that far off. We are 27th. We're 27th and that, and we're trending downwards. And that's what I'm saying. And that's the problem. Even if we make these roster moves, I don't see our defense getting that much better. So the point, so the point of matter is if that means like, once again, that means we're going to have to be perfect on offense. And that's, that's almost impossible to ask these guys to do to be perfect on offense every single night. Cause they're human. They're going to have games where, they can't hit they can't hit a shot they're gonna have games where they turn the ball over a lot especially when you know you can't play defense so you're you're trying to run and gun to score as many points as you can there's going to be nights where they just don't have it and there's going to be nights where they do have it but because they can't stop anybody we have something like we have last night and that's what i'm saying i'm 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 being realistic and saying (laughs) look i understand that's a historic offense we've seen historic offenses before you know what they don't do they don't win titles unless the defense is with it you know who had an historic offense steve nash and the Suns. they only made it to one conference final i mean like i mean come like i'm i'm just being realistic here and like i said what scares me the most is even in the eastern conference even though we're a better, I do think we're head and shoulders better than every other team in the East. The one thing all the good teams in the East do is play great defense. Philly plays great defense. Boston plays great defense. Miami plays great defense. Uh, Milwaukee plays great defense. And that's what scares me. We, As great as we are, I would not be surprised if we don't even make the finals. Because once you play those teams and it's the playoffs and they have the binder on you and they're studying more film and they're locked into what you do, they can slow us down and just enough, not a lot, but just enough where it's like, yo, we know we're going to get a bucket on our end. If we just slow them down, if we hold them to 120 instead of 125, we can win because we know they're going to give up their 120. 
and, and that's the problem. And even if we score 129, that's still a great offense. You can't ask for much more on offense. And that, and that's the and that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. They they have to get none of those teams can outscore us. Like I hear what you're saying, but you're not applying the same logic the other way. If you were a Sixers fan or a Bucks fan or a Celtics fan, the Bucks. Just that, I just told you the Bucks almost outscored. If Homeboy makes one more shot, they win that game. Okay, but so it's so outscoring almost, 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 almost. The the I'm ball went. The ball went halfway down, bro. Come on. Come, you're, no, you're, I'm saying to you, apply the same logic the other way. The I am applying the same logic, and that's the point. They can outscore us when all they got to do is slow us down. If we're going to continue to keep giving them buckets at the same clip, I just told you there's only a three-point difference between what we score and what we give up. Realistically, if we're playing better defenses in the playoffs, they're going to bring that offensive number down. And if we don't get better defensively, that defensive number isn't going to go down as well. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Talking about they're not going to outscore us. Yes, they are. The Cavs had the worst offense in the league. We gave up 140 to them twice. Twice. They're the worst offense in the league. So what do you mean they can't outscore us? Yes, they can. It's, you're telling me Boston can't outscore us? Are, are, the, are they still the worst offense in the league? Because they made trades, too. Who, uh, the Cavaliers? Yeah, they're still the worst I'm offense. Say, I'm saying when we played them, they were the worst offense in the league. When we they... played them was the first game that Jared Allen was a Cavalier. It's a different oh, okay. team. Oh, I'm so sorry. J- Jared Allen. Okay, so okay, Allen. here, here, here. here. I, just want, I just want clarity. I just want clarity. So, we, so losing Jared Allen is this big deal, but playing Jared Allen is irrelevant. Jared Allen is never... Jared Allen is taking him from the worst offense to lead to. No, to, I'm just asking. What, so, so, so there's no change in the, in the team despite it, it, them actually having roster changes. Charles, Charles, you're 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 trying to nitpick when. No, when I'm asking you to clarify what you mean because you can't act like Jared Allen is this super loss for us. And then when we're playing Jared the Allen Cavs, def- when they okay. have new pieces, I'm, I'm about to tell you, Jared, have Al- new Jared Allen defensively is a huge loss for us. Offensively, he's not taking the Cavs from the worst to a top 10 offense which is what they look like against us come on man you're you're, you're comparing apples and oranges bro you're comparing apples and oranges jared allen's loss was huge for our defense he's not an offensive guy so saying oh well they had jared allen that's the first game they had jared allen great jared allen isn't making them go from the worst offense in the league to a top 10 to a top 10 offense which is what they look like in the two games when they no, I, I said it off rip that in those games Kyrie's defense hurt us sexton had career games he had a career game he, he, he a, didn't a have... career game so okay so but so how it wasn't, much but but again, that's not. But you keep saying Kyrie's defense as if that he only scored forty-one, bro. Where's the other hundred points coming from? That's not. Oh, he only scored forty-one. No, but my point is, you're you're saying you're saying oh Kyrie's defense. Okay, cool. Hey Kyrie, play better defense. We're gonna we're gonna be undefeated now that you're playing better defense. The team sucks on defense. It's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not just a one person thing. We don't play defense. Kyrie's not the reason why. Half these big men are getting are getting layups. Kyrie's not the reason why there's open threes all over the floor. Kyrie's not the reason why um, all the we're turning the ball over left and right and getting and giving up points in transition. So that, that's where there's no one player on defense that's getting blamed here. The team sucks on defense. If it, Kyrie's never been a great defender, that's always been the problem. But it wasn't a problem in Boston. It wasn't a problem in Cleveland. Why? Because the team played great defense. 
here on the Nets, they don't play great defense. So put it, and, I, and I'm not saying this as a Kyrie Irving fan. I'm just, I, again, I'm just being realistic. To put this on one person makes no sense. One person is not giving up 120 points a game. That's impossible. That's impossible. One person is not giving up 120 points a game. And, and, and last year, just to compare, you know, because we only had a small sample size for the players we traded this year, we were scoring 111.8 points and giving up 112.3 points to our opponents last year. Mm-hmm. So we're better now. So we're better. We're worse. We're just, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm using the same stats as you. I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm literally just applying the logic and saving the same exact stats. So last our, year we our, scored 100 and I'll, I'll round up. You know what I mean? We scored 112. We gave up 112 with a 0.4 difference, negative for us because we were giving up more points than we were scoring. Mm-hmm. Like, what good problems? Good problems. Like the the fact that we we, we I, I I'm hearing you. I'm not even arguing. I haven't I haven't said you were wrong about we need to play perfect ball. We need to play. We need to improve our defense. I keep saying that. I'm not denying we have to improve our defense, but I'm saying this is literally. You're saying they they can't keep up this. This hot streak they're on. I don't see it as a hot streak. They're going out there and balling. Like the fact that they're all scoring 20, they can do that in their sleep. Like I don't I don't think that I don't think that's oh my God, there's no way they can keep that up. The, the, like it's it's we can we should expect 60 points from the big three. Mm-hmm. Like I don't expect Joe Harris to have a career night every night, but Joe Harris is a solid 15 to 20 points. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's just being a Joe Harris fan. Mm-hmm. So offensively yeah, I mean, speaking, well, no, no. When I say when I when I say that they can't keep this hot, I'm not saying we're gonna you know bottom out and and score 80 points a game. No, we're gonna score 115 to 125 a game every night, which is good, which is what you want. But my point is, no, defensively we need to get better. I'm just I'm just saying to you, like comparing it to last year, that's the best way we can kind of compare the team we lost, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it's hard because we did at a smaller sample size this year. We can't give Karras and Jared Allen and, and Prince and Rhodey the respect because we didn't have a big sample size this year to compare it to, like with them playing with KD. So I want to, I'm not trying to, it, it's not apples and oranges, but you know what I mean. Right. So last year with the team that we like, because I feel like me being positive about this year, it's kind of like I'm writing off LeVert and Allen, like I'm not a fan of them, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just pointing out that our numbers, like obviously we weren't a title contender last year. We were, we were, we were a playoff team and mm-hmm. to clarify for everyone out there listening, because me and Brett do this when we're not recording, he is very much stressing winning a title. He's not talking about how good we are right now. Right. Everything that he is saying is about winning a title. Right. And I, I just want to make sure it's not getting lost in our conversation. I'm just saying, I'm pretty much saying, bro, there's time. Like, it was not starting today. You know what I mean? If it was starting today, I wouldn't be like, well, we're definitely going to run through the Cavs in the first round because it started today with the number two, the Cavs are the number seven, we would play the Cavs. So, and honestly, what a storyline that would be. Oh, my God. Your your favorite, uh, Stephen A, would have a field day on first take if that was the first series for us. But I'm just pointing out, like, there's room for improvement. And I want to point out the irony that I said, I think by the come the playoffs, D'Antoni might be our coach because I'm also saying our defense could get better. And I did say D'Antoni could be our coach. So there is some type of cognitive dissonance with what I'm saying right now, because, you know, Mike Antoni. Mm-hmm. But do you think 
we can – do you think Steve Nash is going to be the coach come the playoffs? Yeah, I think they're going to – I mean, yes, because we're still going to – like I said, we're still going to have a top two seed. That That's not – again, to your point, we're going to blitz through the regular season because most teams cannot outscore us, you know, despite how bad our defense is. Because like we said, if, if TLC makes that layup, we've won five straight and, you know, the sky's not falling. But – that's why I'm saying that's why I've been critical even when we're winning because I'm like, yo, we can't keep ignoring the fact that we still gave up 120 in that tonight. That's not good. Um, so I think Steve Nash will be the coach come the playoff time because I think our record will show that, well, why should he be fired if we have the best record in the East or the second best record in the East? And I, I'm probably thinking, and I'm honestly, we're only like two games behind or three games behind Philly, and it's still early. So I think by the end of the year, we will have the best record in the East. So I think he will be the coach. The problem is if and when we do lose in the in the second or third round, does he come back or does he then get fired for D'Antoni or somebody else? Right now, as of the recording, we're two and a half games back behind the Sixers. The top eight in the East right now are the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Pacers, the Hawks, the Cavs, and the Hornets. And the Hornets, it's there are nine. The Cavs are nine eleven. The Hornets are nine eleven. The Knicks are nine and twelve, and the Raptors are eight and twelve, and they're all within like a game, game and a half of, of seven and eight right now. Out west, looking a little bit more competitive, but not much more. You know, different era of the NBA now compared to like five six years ago, right? Clippers are at the top. Jazz, Lakers, Nuggets, Grizz, Suns, Trailblazers, and the eight seed Warriors who are really close with the Spurs who are at nine, both at 11 and nine and the Rockets are nine and nine at 10. So right now it's still too early. I think it's too early to panic. It's too early to raise a banner. It's too early to say a lot of things. And I just want to keep stressing the mantra of good problems because I just, it's just insane to me how me and Brett are coming on here and recording about the best way to ensure a title this year compared to just two short years ago when we and him were arguing, should we give a max contract to deloading? Who uh, Should we try to trade or get our third star in the draft? Yada, yada, yada. And it's a completely different basketball landscape. This isn't a longevity type of league really anymore. So the fact that we have this small window, we need to capitalize on it. There's been rumors about somehow the Nets getting DeAndre Jordan, not DeAndre Jordan, Andre Drummond. And I don't even know how we're going to do that. I don't know why. It would be a buyout. They're hoping that the Cavaliers buy him out. And if he does buy him out, a lot of people believe that he will sign with the Nets because he is from um, Mount Vernon. Yep. Tri-State kid. Went to UConn. Wants to come home. And, and if we do, if we we sign Shump, we sign this uh, Noel Pe- Noel, I forgot his name. And then and then if we get him, they they should improve our defense. The problem is, I don't think even with all three of those guys, our defense is so bad. Even with those three guys, I don't know. Now to your point, our offense is so good. Maybe we don't need to get to fifteen. Maybe if you just get to twenty, that's all you need, right? Um, but again, right now we're like last. Like realistically, we're lack. We're the worst defense in the league. Do those which I think will improve. Just even if we do nothing, I think our defense, mind you, 
I'm not saying we'll improve to 15. I'm saying we'll improve to 25. You know what I mean? I think I think we just right, but that's but that's the thing. I don't I don't I don't know if 25 is going to get it done. Like I think I think you have to at least get into top 20. Some like try to get a little bit above top 20. Yes, I agree. I agree that we need to. To your point, our offense is so historic. We might not have to. I'm not saying we have to get a top 10 defense to win, um, but we we can't be in the bottom third. You know what I mean? You have you have to be you know, somewhere at least closer to the middle if you can't, if you can. And hopefully if we get Drummond, that's a big if, because that would depend on the Cavaliers buying him out and not trying to trade him. Um, We already have Shump. We already have uh, the other guy. I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, we brought Shump back. Um, And and they're all three are defenders, and that's great, Um, which is what we need. But the problem is, even if we get Drummond, and as much as I love Shump, and as much and as much as I love the other guy we have, we still don't really have like forward defenders. That's the problem. We we have big defenders who are shot blockers, and Drummond and uh, the, the, the Noel kid, and and uh, Shumper can guard the guards on the wing, which is good. And to your point, point guards have been killing us, so that that helps to have Shump there for that for those purposes. But we still need somebody that can help KD guard like you know, small forwards and power forwards. So, And there's also rumors about J.J. Redick coming here. Which makes no sense. That That's that's stupid. You have, J, I mean, you have literally a younger J.J. Redick and Joe Harris. You have a better J.J. Redick. And right, Joe who's Harris. playing better than him this year. So I don't, that doesn't. Joe mean. Harris has been consistently one of the league's best three-point shooters for about two, three years now. Right. Like he's undeniably one of the league's best shooters. And... Once again, I'm so happy he's still here. Like, he's one of those guys. I remember being in my car when we traded for him, getting the notification. Like, oh, we moved a second round pick for Joe Harris. Who the hell is Joe Harris? And all these years later now, I don't even want to trade him. I want him to be a Nets lifer, like like same with Spence. But we're, we're here. It's not a crossroads yet. It's cool watching this. Like, I just got to keep saying, man, I'm – I've been enjoying this season as far as fandom goes, as far as, you know, the, the literal and, and let me, entertainment. Let me, also, let me also clarify this, too. I would love to sit back and just enjoy this season, too, and be like, hey, if we win a title, great. If not, at least at least we're, like, a contender. That's awesome. My issue is because you traded so much, especially in, the, in, ter- in terms of our future, now it's like, nah, bro, we got to win a title. And that's why and that's why I'm pissed because I'm like, you, you did this trade <clears> – <throat> And you and you jeopardize the future again for a chance to win a title. And I get it. When you have a chance to win the title, you go and take it. But my issue is the way this team is constructed right now, that the chances of winning a title are still very slim because again, history tells us if you can't defend anybody, you're not even gonna sniff a title. So I think what you need to think about to help ease your 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 pain in that regard for this year and being so solely focused on this year is this isn't the Celtics trade. We're not cap strapped and, and we're not going to be able to sign Paul Pierce later this year, yada, yada, yada. It's a different situation. I'm not denying the future part, but I have more faith in Sean Marks we trust. He literally built, rebuilt from a situation like this already. Plus, our window isn't only this year. Getting hard and has extended our window because coming in before we did the trade, I think on the first Nets propaganda of the new season on Spotify and, and, and Apple and all that, I think me and you... We're kind of like, we have a three-year window. We signed Kai and KD, and this is the three years we have. This trade has extended the three-year window arguably another year or two, like one or two seasons. Like So instead of just till next year, 
in 21-22, we're at least looking to 22-23 with this big three that we have. So I think we have a little bit more with this team now because we've made that trade. By this team, I mean this core, this superstar, all-time core we have now. So that's the only thing I want to give you the peace of mind. I don't think it's a solely this year thing like the last time me and you lived through trading this many picks. Oh, no, no. And I don't think it's a solely this year thing either. I guess my problem – I guess the problem is you don't win this year. There's a lot of pressure next year to win. And another problem with the trade is you don't really have that many assets. So – if this, you know, this team for the most part is is the team that we're probably going to be tinkering with to to win the championship, um, unless you trade one of the big three, unless you trade Joe Harris, because those are the only like real trade assets you have. You don't have picks, and you don't have cap space to sign to to sign a free agent. So that's that's you know what I mean that's the issue. This year is important because if you don't win it this year. Next year is not that much, you know, not that much optimism either, because, again, there's only so much you can do if especially if you're content on keeping the big three intact. So there's not there's really not much you can do um, to get the other pieces that you need to win. And that's that's a concern. I'm not saying, oh, if we don't win this year, we're done. It's well, hold on. If we if we don't if we let's say, God forbid, sky is falling. Right. Worst case scenario, because like I said, we'll probably win. we're gonna, we're going to win the first round. Sky is falling. We we lose in the second round, and it's bad. We lose in like five or six games. That's when it's like, damn, what do you, where do you go from here? Because you you pushed all your chips in just for James Harden, and you didn't really leave much wiggle room to improve after that. And that was the issue I had, and that's why I'm saying, no offense to James Harden, I would have rather made little moves to try to shore up our defense. Cause then at that case, if you then still don't have enough, you still would have had a Karis LeVert, a Jared Allen, a Torian Prince draft picks. You know what I mean? Spencer Dinwiddie draft. You know what I mean? You still would have had things to play with. If you said, you know, God forbid, we still lose this year just with Kyrie and KD and the team we presently have, you then would have been able to say, okay, here's what we desperately need. And we have more than enough assets to get what we need. We trade away damn near all of our assets to get James Harden. I think if the scenario that you just uh, laid out actually happened this year, all that would have changed was kicking the James Harden scenario down later. I think we still would have made the big move we, we did I, because that's the power of hindsight. Obviously, Sean Marks had some type of date in mind where I'm going to pull the trigger on sending all these picks elsewhere to get another third superstar, right? We didn't know when that date was. In your scenario, all you did was push the date further, and we're getting an older James Harden, a year older. You know, he's not like forty. Well, well, no, know, I don't, but, years, but but see, but that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think it would have been getting a third superstar. It would have been okay. We still need because again, it's not like we were this great defensive juggernaut before the trade, but we've got worse since. So my point is, if we would have kept the team that we had played it out and lost in this second or third round or even the finals. And you say, okay, we desperately, our offense is there. We're still scoring like 115 a game. Again, you can't, I, matter of fact, I think we're scoring 119 a game before the big three ever played, played a game. So we were still scoring 120 a game. So realistically you're saying, okay, you can't really score much more than that. We need defense. So now you wouldn't trade for a James Harden. You would have traded, 
you would and, and there's probably not even a third star available well then again we don't know because things happen or over the course of a year you know what i mean Kawhi leonard could easily become available or something like that but the point of the matter is later on you say to yourself okay either we trade for a third superstar who's a more of a defensive minded superstar or we made little trades to just get more defenders in here and we keep our depth we keep our picks and now we're a much better team. James that- Harden has been better on defense than he's been getting credit for, though. Just got to say that. And we've been talking this whole time. We're about to wrap it up. We've almost 45 minutes, right? And James Harden's defense has been better than it was in Houston. And I thought that's the best way I can say it. He's been the steals have been good. He's been there. I think it's interesting him running the point and Kai kind of being the off guard, the two guard, and it just They've been working really well. I've liked what I've seen. We need to improve on defense. We're going to say that again next week when we speak to you guys, most likely. And if we're not, then holy shit, we are going to be unstoppable. So what do you want to see the most in the short term? Over the next couple of games, what what are the little things that you want to see just to show that we're heading in the right direction? Ah. Just more effort, really, because a lot of it's just effort. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, we understand none of you guys are defensive stoppers. And we and like I said, even if you get Andre Drummond, your defense isn't going to prove that much. So it's really – and Steve and they and the team has said this, so I'm hoping they start applying this. So, yo, y'all just got to – a lot of defense is just effort. Y'all just got to try harder. It's just way too easy. Take the challenge. Take the challenge. That, that's really because that's really what's going to come down to. Are we going to take the challenge to just not again? We're, I'm not saying we're going to be a defensive juggernaut, but it's just little things, just better communication, more effort, more willingness to stay in front of a guy and not just send them the help because that's the problem. We're, you know, you know, this is just effort, just effort on that side of the, of the, of the court. Because that's what we're gonna have to do. We're not. We're never gonna be a great defensive team in terms of personnel. So you're gonna have to just dig deep and just try your hardest to stay in front of the guy in front of you. That, that's just that simple. Nah, man. Amen. You, you said it. it was, I think it's effort. I, I just want to see some more effort from everybody on, on their rotating, on their rotations, on their switches. Yada yada yada. Um, tell them where they can find you, bro. They can find me at Never For Brett Me. That's N-E-V-A underscore the number four B-R-E-T-T underscore M-E on both Twitter and Instagram. And we are at the underscore dope blog on Instagram, at the dope blog and podcast on Facebook, and at the dope blog, all one word on Twitter. I'm at Not The Chuck D on all the socials. And thank you for spending another bit of your day, bit of your uh, life with us because we're just two dudes bullshit in a snowstorm it's still coming down talking about a team we love and it's just a really weird time right now and i know it feels like we've been saying that for a year and in another month we will have been saying that for a year but good problems guys just keep that in mind we have good problems to have peace peace i'm ill i'm ill than you I'm ill, I'm ill, sicker than your average. What the fuck, I'm ill, what the fuck, I'm ill.